Welcome, welcome, welcome to Thirst Knowledge Podcast, episode 96. I'm James Evers. I'm Justin. And I'm Seth Tardiff. And today on the episode, we are talking video games part two. Yes, that is correct. We are covering the third generation of video game consoles to include the lesser known Atari 7800, the Sega Master System, and the Famicom or the Nintendo Entertainment System, or as we like to say, the regular Nintendo. <laughs> we start talking about notable franchises that were birthed from these systems, including specs and receptions and some classic nostalgic games um, and peripherals from these systems. So join us on our quest as we crack the Konami code, go bowling with Back to the Future, and eat mushrooms with Mario in the video games part two. All right, welcome back. Part two, right? Part two of video games, gentlemen. Video games part two. This will be fun. This is where it's starting to get more real. The nostalgia blinders are starting to come in. out. Yeah, yeah, oh, for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. Fuck <clears throat> yeah. I'm excited. And, you know, there's so if you haven't listened to our first part, uh, the history of video games, I mean, you don't necessarily have to. None of it ties really in together, but, um, you know, we did talk about. We covered the first and the second generation in that episode, and then we also and then we finished that episode on uh, the video game crash of 1983. Okay, so today we're we're just gonna keep it with one generation. This is, I think, moving forward, we're gonna have to. It, it's either gonna get more and more difficult to fit one generation into an episode, yeah, or we'll have to do multiple parts. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, the third generation. Um, really, truly is it's just three systems, and um, this is where this is often referred to as the eight bit era. Eight mm-hmm. bit era, 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 era. What does that mean, though? Eight bit. That means it's so. That's like the graphics process. Like the GPU is projecting at eight bits, right? Yeah. And that'll increase, and then at a certain point, they won't even refer to bits anymore. It's just like, yeah, just graphics yeah. are being baller. Like the SNES baller. and the Sega Genesis was sixteen bit. Yeah, the N sixty four was sixty four bit. Exactly. Oh. Yeah, that's where it comes from. Okay. Yep. Fuck. Yeah. That kind of thing. So yeah. this is the eight bit era. Eight bit era. Okay. So there's three consoles that are going to be talked about in this particular. Um, in the third generation. So we have the uh, Famicom or the NES or Nintendo Mm -hmm. Entertainment System. We have the Sega Master System. And then we have the Atari 7800. So Sega and NES came out the same time area? Um, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but most people didn't know about the Master System in the United States, though. Yeah. Okay. The Master System was very, very short-lived, and it eventually evolved into what is known as the Genesis. Okay. And, like, and like Sonic, was that in Genesis? So Sonic 
was released, I believe. I I, I mean, if <laughs> well, we might have to QC this right off the bat. Um, but Sonic was. So it's weird because the Master System did poorly in certain markets like North America or mm-hmm. so, and stuff like that, but it, it excelled in fucking Brazil and the European market. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so they were making games that were coming out for that in the later years Yeah, after the the fourth generation had already started to take hold. That's wild. So like so like Sonic the Hedgehog would be released, yeah, technically on the Sega Master System. But after. But it was after like the Genesis had already come out and it was already a, an established Damn. character <clears throat> for the Sega Genesis, like the 16-bit system. Okay, cool. So it is, it is strange because some of these systems will do better in certain markets mm-hmm. and their lifespan will continue... Like, it's like, for example, and, uh, you know, we'll go into it in heavier detail, but the Nintendo or the Famicom was discontinued in Japan in 2003. That's insane. 2003. So so they were still doing shit with that system until that. That's like 20 years or something like that. Holy shit. So there is a weird little bit of overlap with some of these. The, the, I was playing PlayStation 2 then, <laughs> PlayStation 3 or some shit. I feel like the later we get in these generations too, you're go- we're going to get a lot more overlap. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. Damn. 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 So um, I'm not going to go in order by release date. Instead, I'm going to just go in order of prominence or significance. Um, so I'm going to talk about the first two systems. I'm going to I'll cover Sega Master System and the Atari 7800, and then um, we'll we'll save that we'll save the bulk of our episode for the Nintendo or the the Famicom because that I mean we could it's huge it's, it's massive huge. Yeah. yeah massive so <clears throat> the Sega Master System um, the lifespan start it was released uh, in Japan on October 20th 1985. And then released in North America in September of 1986. Um, the cost of its release was $200 then, so about $540 today. Damn. Okay. And the only reason why I did that price was because, like, $540, I went on an inflation website and just kind of typed in the numbers. Mm-hmm. How accurate that is, I'm not super duper sure. So but I think it's that's close enough. That's equivalent to them buying something right now for $500. Yeah. 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 Damn. And yet we bitch so much we about- We bitch so much. Yeah. Like- Ooh, the the brand new 4K Xbox, five hundred bucks. Thank God for child labor, <laughs> keeping those costs down. So the Sega Master System sold. Um, it w- so it was an eight bit console manufactured by Sega. It sold ten to thirteen million units f- during its lifespan, which compared to the Nintendo or the Famicom is like, it's not a lot of the market. But ten to thirteen millions. Pretty decent amount. Pretty decent, yeah. yeah. Um, the CPU was the Zilog Z80A uh, that ran at 4 megahertz. Ooh. Power, baby. Had an 8 kilobyte RAM memory, 16 kilobyte uh, VRAM, and in North America, it had only released about 100 game titles, which is really kind of flat, which is really kind of sad. Okay. But... That being said, the most success, successful franchise that came from this particular system mm. 
was the Fantasy Star franchise. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So Fantasy oh. Star, classic RPG. Mm-hmm. Um, like Fatal, like Fantasy Star? Not Final Fantasy. Not Final Fantasy. Fantasy a Star. A similar yeah. type of game. Yeah, I mean, a, a similar RPG in the sense. But, okay, unrelated um, though. Yeah, it would go on to, you know, do well for the Genesis as as that, for that franchise. For sure. Yeah. So the the Sega Master System again, it's a just kind of a, a brief synopsis. So it was originally released in 1985 as the Sega Mark III in <laughs> Japan, and then it was redesigned prior to its North American launch. It was renamed the Master System and released in 1986, uh, 1987 in Europe, and then 1989 in Brazil. <clears throat> Um, both the Mark III and the original Master System models could play with both cartridges. So they had these Mega Cartridges, as they were officially called, and this they also released these credit card-sized uh, Sega cards, which retailed at a lower price than the cartridges, but had a much, much lower storage capacity. Okay. The Master System also released... Um, they released their own light gun... And uh, they had 3D glasses, which this is pretty cool because I didn't fucking know about okay. this. Okay. Right. That were designed to work with a, a very specific type of, of games that were released that had uh, that were specially coded specifically for these 3D glasses. Damn. Okay. So as I mentioned before, it was kind of a bust in North America and Japan, but it did do okay. well in Europe. Um, and it outsold the NES in Europe uh by a huge margin which is fascinating i wonder how that happens like if it's they just had a really good sales team over there or something or just like culturally the Mm. games that they were releasing hit more over there like yeah i I, I don't don't, don't know it could be right yeah was sega and nes both from japan so then so the nintendo was a a design from the Japan's Famicom, mm-hmm. but yeah, both both were essentially a Japanese came company. over from like Japan and stuff. Okay, yeah, all right. So uh, let's see. The Master System's largest markets in the region were France and the United Kingdom, which had an active user base of one point six to one point three five million users. Respect and. Uh, yeah. Again, it's not a very big system. 100 games re- were released in North America. I don't remember playing this or even seeing it. I never played it. I never had a friend that had it. Yeah. Like this one, I'd only heard about in like way after the fact. Like the first Sega thing I knew about was the next gen, Genesis. which was Genesis. Sure. Yeah. And that's what I thought like the original Sega system was. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Me too. Yeah. <clears throat> So that fucking black one, that black console. Yeah. So it was a black console. It, it kind of it had a, a very unique shape to it. It was just kind of like it kind of looks like a more of like a modern, like PlayStation Three kind of shape. Mm-hmm. Um, but its controller was very simple, just kind of that square handheld controller or rectangular with the D pad, the A B. Nothing again. No real bells, no real whistles to this particular system. Okay. It only lasted seven years before it was discontinued. And, uh, yeah, I mean, not a whole lot to it. Okay. Hmm. 
Interesting. So next we have the Atari 7800, which the lifespan was about from 1986 to 1992. It was released in uh, North America in May of 1986 with a cost of $140. So about $378 today. It's a little more reasonable. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was discontinued January 1st, 92. The memory was four kilobytes of RAM. GPU was a Maria custom chip at 7.16 megahertz. And interestingly enough, it had a backwards compatibility with the Atari 2600 games. Ah, all right. Damn. That's huge. That's, That's huge. Which is a big incentive, right? Mm -hmm. You invested... I mean, we talked last... The last episode about a lot of these cartridges from Atari was $40 a cartridge, which oh, yeah. at that time, like current money is like a hundred something bucks. <sighs> so if you've invested in a Dude. huge library... Imagine buying E.T., <laughs> and being fucking furious oh yeah oh, i would man. be so pissed if like because pissed you, you're like a kid and your parents are like you can pick one game and you're like fuck and you pick et and it's just pure trash yep and now you got to get that next atari you know to play your fucking shitty et yeah, game yeah because <laughs> it's the only game your parents let you bought by that year right so you're just sitting there shaking with the new system <laughs> fuck so <clears throat> the Atari the Atari 7800 Pro system or you know simply put the Atari 7800 is a home video game console that was officially released by the Atari Corporation in 1986 it had a full backwards compatibility again with the Atari 2600 um, and it was actually the first console in general to have the, the backwards compatibility mm -hmm. option oh, yeah. that's never existed before yeah um, which is which is pretty cool, and and with comparatively to the market with the Sega Master System and the NES, the as James mentioned, the cost was fairly reasonable for the time. Okay. Yeah. Now it was it was it was kind of like a, um, it was it was really just like a twenty six hundred with a much like significantly improved hardware, better graphics than the um. Um, than the 2600 and but it really wasn't really that much of a big step up they weren't doing anything innovative other than giving it more power they didn't change their controller type they no, didn't yeah. yeah it had backwards compatibility so you knew it had to be pretty similar to the 2600 right like yeah. so it was just better graphics yeah the sound chip that they used in the 7800 it was the same sound chip from for the 2600. Okay, okay. So it, re it really wasn't like anything. It wasn't... Yeah. I don't think it was worth its salt, which yeah. is probably why it didn't stick around very long, you know, for the six years that it was out. Um, let's see. P -p 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 games, it, you know, it, it could play um, over the 400 games that the Atari 2600 was, but there was only 59 official released games Damn. for the 7800 59 yeah shit so the lineup they kind of emphasized like real high quality versions of um kind of games from like the golden uh, age of the arcade pac-man asteroids asteroids uh, centipede yeah Did they like, run all that shit so like atari made all those arcade games in a way or i think uh, well uh, that's the thing is like 
the Atari game stuff, like in the arcade, I, I mean, I think they had a, a lot of those games in their development or the rights or something to that. Yeah, I, uh, it, it's just kind of like, it's like modern day yeah, video game systems. Like you'll have, uh, Nintendo will make games, but then also there's your third party yeah. developers that make games for those systems. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> okay. All right. I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, the Atari 7800, very unremarkable. There's nothing interesting about it. <laughs> Fucking at all. And I, and I really <laughs> hate to say it. sounds pretty lame. I didn't even know that, <clears throat> to, like... Atari 2600 was the big one. Yeah. Like, and that's, yeah, yeah. like, as far as Atari's concerned. Yeah. You know? And then they released, what, the 5600? That and was, it was a flop, like... and then they just continued to develop for the 2600, and then they try and make this new one to compete in the next gen, and it's it just, a... it's not even worth it, because you have to, I mean, now, like, looking back on video game history as a whole it's like the systems and the companies that survive are the ones that are innovating right they're adding something new they're adding another button they're adding a better controller they're yeah. adding some kind of innovative like gameplay or something yeah you have to you have to you have to be like on top of your shit and yeah. constantly be giving the people what they want yes yeah there's yeah. there's got to be something um it's good you, yes better graphics and stuff are a plus but if that's all you're doing like that that's not that's not going to be it you still have to make quality games you have to bring something new to the table because there's so now especially there's so many games and there's so many great games from all the different generations why do you have to play something from the new one like you i mean some people want okay new 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 but it's it's like movies there's so many great movies there's so many great things like focusing your Deciding what you're going to, you know, focus your attention on. In the last 15, I would say the last 15 years. uh, Maybe that's not true. How old am I? 35. 35. So 15 years ago, I was how old? 20. 20. Okay. So yeah, (laughs) fuck, man. The last (coughs) 20 years. So the last 15 years. I've never been current with current video game consoles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, Like, I've always been going back or waiting, like, five to six years after the new console's been released to pick it up and then then going back in their catalog playing those games. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, That's true. I mean, at this point, there's enough good games. Like, in our adult lives, the limited time that we have, yeah. like, oh, we yeah. could just pick a handful of games that are already in existence that are awesome games, and we could play them, and it'll take the rest of our lives to be able to play them at this yeah. point, you know? For well, sure. When I was a fucking, like, younger, like, maybe, like, high school, I was, like, convinced the world was going to end. And I would always be like, I need to download as many discographies of music as I can. Yeah, yeah. I have to download <laughs> as many movies as I can and just get all this on like a big hard drive when the world ends. Hopefully, like I just thought I'd have electricity, but I had no source of like <laughs> entertainment. So I'm like, I got to get all this shit in a hard drive so I can like at least entertain myself yeah. when the world's gone. Yeah. Not even thinking that I'm going to need food and shit. Yeah, like, yeah, we yeah. need movies and video games, man. And, we need like, entertainment, dude. We need music. <laughs> It happens, and then just one like <clears throat> resistor or one component just shorts out. Yeah, know? it's like, yeah. well, none of that matters. Or anymore. if I live with my brother, it's just one bad game. He just smashes the only <laughs> controller we have. I'm right. like, what did you do? Yeah. What are we gonna do now in this apocalyptic world? <laughs> uh. Yeah. 
<laughs> but you know what I mean? Um, there's always new stuff that gets made that's great. And, yeah. you know. <clears throat> I mean, I'm playing a game right now that's fucking released in 2011. Yeah. yeah. Dude, there is enough shit out there right now. You would never need a new game again. You'd be entertained probably. I mean, for a it's long time. it's weird because we could say that about a lot of the entertainment that we get now, and I think we're kind of in this like I don't even know what you would call it, but I don't know if it's a a golden age or if it's just like um, everything that we consume for entertainment. There's so much of it, and there's so much really good stuff. Sure, you could never keep up with all of it. You could never consume everything. Never that you wanted to. Right. You know? Yeah, we're just like right at the peak of like the Roman Empire, right before it right. crashes and burns. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like, but back in the like when this, when you know these systems were coming out, though, they didn't have all that stuff. Yeah. They only had you know this handful <clears throat> of games, and most of them were crap. There were only a couple of good ones. Sure, you know. Yeah. Until we're getting to like, they were still jerking off on porn mags with paper and pictures. Yeah. Paper and pictures. Yep. Bunch of savages. Savages. They might as well be jerking off on leaves. (laughs) (laughs) Dry, no lotion. God. All right, so should we get into the big one now? So here we go. So the... Oh, man, this is huge. This is definitely... So... I'm ready. Give it to me. It's 1983. We have the whole gaming crash in 1983. And all that starts happening in North America. Everything plummets. And I think it was really just kind of limited to the North American market. Was the gaming crash. Yeah, yeah. Japan was still kind of innovative. They were still kind of figuring out, like, the home consoles and video games and all of that. So uh, July 15th, 1983, um, Japan releases um, the Family Computer or abbreviated the Famicom, and later known as the Nintendo Entertainment System, or NES, in the uh, to the rest of the world. And this was the this was basically this was a this was Japan basically saying, "Okay, fuck you, America. Yeah, you had the dominant market to begin with." Now that you're crashed and burned, we're taking it from here. Mm. So Japan basically, um, this this was the transition from a uh, like the crude Atari block based graphics to a much more smoother scrolling tile and sprite based graphic systems. Which was, you know, if you can think like the Atari, like a basic Atari game compared to an NES title. Even just a simple side scroller like platformer. Oh yeah, like two D to three D. It's a fucking a whole new huge dimension. leap, leaps and bounds, dude. Because I, when I was going back for the the first episode of the video game stuff we did, and I'm looking at um, gameplay from the original Atari system. Yeah, I'm like, wow. I I I remembered it being better than this. Like, but it looked bad. It was yeah. like really bad. It's like reading yeah. books going straight to movies. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know? But you look back on some of those Nintendo games, those NES games, and they don't look terrible. Like it, like some of them are pretty bad, but some of them are Yeah. Like Mega Man looked pretty good. 
Yeah. By the time you get to the later Mega Man's, the later Mario Brothers, there's like Mario, yeah, some fuck yeah. solid shit there. Mario like, 3? It looks good. It looks smooth. It's not all blocky and everything and pixelated. And I feel like our brains do something where we can... We interpret a very basic sprite 8-bit graphic and we can... In our minds, we see it a little bit smoother, a little bit more oh, clear and focused. Than when you're actually looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, because, like, I was going back recently. This was probably a year and some change ago. I was going back and playing uh, Halo, right? The classic Halo. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was playing the anniversary edition where they remade it, and they updated the graphics and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But there was a button you could press mid-game. Like at, in in real time, yeah. where you can switch from the old graphics to the new graphics, yeah, and you can kind of compare. What mm-hmm. a confidence thing they had, huh? To do that, to oh, like, they wanted to show people. They're like, look how good we did this game, yep, dude. Yep. But that's the thing. Like <clears throat> in my mind at that time, playing it for the Halo first time, fucking awesome. It looked like fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah, like crazy good. Yep. It was a, it was a, a big thing forward. Yep. But then you you compare the the updated, the redesign. Yeah. With the old graphics, and like I'm saying, like our brains it trash. You're like it looked pretty I terrible. I can't believe we thought this was fucking awesome, <laughs> dude. I remember living in like a nice neighborhood as a kid, like kind of like a rich neighborhood, but we were fucking broke. Yeah. And my neighbor. His parents were like a cop and like a lawyer. Yeah, he was yeah. an only child. And I remember going to his house and he had Halo. And I was like, yo, is this the game that everyone's talking about? <laughs> and I started playing. I'm like, this shit is crazy. <laughs> and like, I just remember my mind being blown. I'm like, I don't even, back then I didn't really even play. I was still playing like Super Nintendo. This motherfucker had right, Halo. Right. And I was like, what? And then he like showed me like he has a computer that burns CDs to make music. I'm like, you can make your own music CDs. You don't have to buy them at the store. He's like making me all this shit. But dude, Halo was crazy. Crazy. Dude, and I bet that's the way people thought of when you when their buddy got the new NES. Yeah. And then like this guy only had an Atari. <laughs> He's right. like, what is this? Yeah. Dude, that's, like, <laughs> it's mind a big, blown. It's yeah. a big deal. It was a big deal with the NES and the, or the Famicom. So the NES or the well the Famicom the family computer was released in July 15th 1983 in Japan um, it was later branded for a North American market as the Nintendo Entertainment System or the NES um, in October 18th 1985 now when it was released in North America it was released at $179 retail so about $492 today 500 bucks which is crazy because I grew up poor and like, <laughs> <clears throat> and we had one. Oh, really? We had one. I, I, I Do remember. You remember when you got it? Did you get it or did your parents already have it? Like, or how like old did, were you? Did your older brothers have it first? Do you remember? So like, I remember, I remember the. Oh my God, I was living in Fitchburg. Um, at at 89 Birch Street Passway <laughs> and I was in an apartment with my family and I don't remember how it was purchased who owned it whatever like if it was a, a gift mm-hmm. like a Christmas gift or if it was like my dad bought it for the family okay uh, I, I, 
I can't remember. I mean, I was fucking young. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember how young? <clears throat> Hold on. Did what? you just see what just happened? Went to crack this beer and the top broke off. Ooh. God. So annoying. All right, keep going. <laughs> what Sorry. are we drinking? How, how we old were probably, you? We should probably feature what we're... Well, okay. Well, okay. Today on the podcast, we're drinking Bonus Stage IPA from Otter Creek. And we got it because we're talking about video games. And on the can, it looks like it's some sort of like Atari game, right? Uh, Space Invaders Space kind of Invaders, thing. Space Invaders, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bonus with, stage. With, but instead of alien ships, it's uh, they're like little hop yes. insects. But, yeah. Oh, I didn't even <laughs> notice that. Yeah. yeah. And they're little hoppies. It's very, very clever marketing there yeah. by Otter Creek out of Vermont. I mean, it's clever because <clears throat> I bought it only because of the cover. So... <laughs> And I've it seen worked. it in store and almost bought it a few times, but ended up putting it back. It's not terrible. I like it. Yeah. It's... Justin doesn't like it. He thinks it's pure trash. Uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's it's uh, it's unremarkable to me. We've been doing this podcast for a long time, so now we, our tastes for beers Much has grown. Yeah. Find. We're I would, sophisticated. I would say it's, with, with the amount of New England IPAs that are out there now, I'd say it's an average New England IPA. Yeah. I'm a little hungover, so I, I'm i just trying to get them down. Sure. It, it's grown with me. <laughs> get a, once I get a little buzzy going, I'll enjoy them more. Yeah. So, <clears throat> the NES. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I don't know how old I was with that, but I distinctly remember playing it and then, like, going to the video game store, like, renting games for the NES. Like, mm-hmm. I remember... It was a. It was actually a pretty big deal, as far as like my household oh, was yeah. having this and playing it, and mm-hmm. and like the whole family gathering around the fucking TV, and playing it together. Yeah. Like I remember my fucking dad like playing Adventure Island. Get out of yep. my way! Give me that fucking <laughs> controller. And it was like it was the fucking. It was probably one of my earliest memories of playing video games, besides like Metroid, Punch mm-hmm. Out, like those kinds of games. But yeah. um. Yeah, it's uh, it was a big deal. Yeah, it was it was a huge deal, man. I remember very specifically, I was five years old. It was Christmas, mm. and like, I can't remember if I got the Nintendo or if I'm pretty sure or I like got the Nintendo. Got it. But it was like my dad <laughs> like getting it because I was five years old. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um, and you know, this is the early '90s. Very early. Yeah, yeah. We're talking 1992, probably. So, which is crazy because the system had been out for what at that point? Seven years. Seven years. Seven years. Yeah. Damn. Okay. But I remember it's like one of my earliest memories. Like, yeah. I, like I, you know, four or five years old, you start to kind of have memory. Like I, <laughs> sure. I can remember a little bit back then, but like I remember very specifically. That Christmas, the Nintendo's out, Mario Brothers, mm, and yeah, yeah, like me and my dad would play Mario together. Freaking crazy, <laughs> crazy. dude. Crazy. Yeah. Dude, there's something about video games where it's like, there isn't an age limit and people fucking love it. Yeah. They, everyone loves Like, you can get a board game and like, depending on the type of board game, like, this is a fucking kid's game. I don't want to play this shit. Yeah. yeah. Or like, this is an adult game. Kids shouldn't play this shit. But like, dude, video games oh. just in general- Right. You could get that. You could get any system and you could find something and, you know, it would entertain any age. So, 
Yeah, and <clears throat> but and I think uh, to your point, a lot of the earlier games, there it was easier. Like they weren't being targeted to a very specific. I mean, yeah, they had like games like Barbie or like McD- the McDonald's video game. Like they had some <laughs> that were targeted specifically. Maybe for uh, it was marketing purposes, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like yeah. Barbie, especially <laughs> to sell yeah. fucking dolls. Yeah, but like a lot of the games released were challenging. They were difficult, mm-hmm. and they weren't really necessarily tailored to an adult or a kid. Yeah, who like who is the target market from the original Mario games? Everybody, everybody, everybody. everybody. <clears throat> like that's just it's such a you're not like talking about it's not a fighting game it's not a war game it's not a you know weird sci-fi spit it's a quirky like Get to the end you got a plumber and he's <laughs> like fighting a dinosaur <laughs> yeah exactly he's, he's it's smashing a, turtles going down pipes and it's, shit it's weird it sounds super trippy he fucking eats mushrooms to get big but that aside anybody can pick up and play and enjoy mario anybody like anybody. fucking mario they dude. tapped who like they really tapped into something so universal with that game dude that game is i bet there's a simulation there's a guy who got, was able to figure out a simulation he was able to jump into another simulation he's like trust me guys we're gonna get a fucking italian plumber <laughs> he's gonna go down green tubes he's gonna smash turtles and he's gonna collect these fucking coins yep. that mean nothing yeah and that means he's points g- he's gonna eat mushrooms and get bigger yeah because po- points were a thing yes yeah. i never played games for points but I back, never, back I, in the day though yeah people right. played games for points like Mario, yeah, there's like a whole nother thing with Mario with the points and shit. It's like, I just wanted to finish the game. Exactly. Never yeah. even yeah. thought about doing the points. And there's like time too. Mm-hmm. And like, you got to do it as fast as you can, get all the coins and shit. Mm-hmm. It's wild. Yeah, there'd be like a warning. Like if you were running out of time. Time yeah. a little faster, know. right? Like, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Fucking smart. They're yeah. fucking smart. So... The NES lasted 10 years, 1985 to 1995, in the North America market. Again, like I said before, it was discontinued in Japan in 2003. It sold 61.91 million units. 69? 61. 61.91. 61.91. 61.91 million. Million units. Million units. That's a lot. Holy shit. So 61.9. Mil- so 62 <clears throat> million units. So there's that many people that have that system. And then on top of that, they're buying, like, I wonder what the, what was, what do you think the average amount of games? Dude, seriously. Each so was, person had. I had at least 10. Like a the, ten. Yeah, solid. I would say that. Yeah, that's yeah, fair. Yeah, sure. You know. Yeah, but that's like man, an average consumer. It might. It might even be more than that. If you were into it a lot, yeah, I yeah. could see you getting a lot. I know yeah. I had like a good six. I'd always like keep by my side. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm talking about fuck. I'm talking about Super Nintendo. Regular. Never had a regular Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. I. Yeah. I mean, I don't remember how many games we had. So I had a shitload of games, but the only reason that I had a shitload of games is because my grandfather, okay, when he was still working, uh, worked at a uh, plastics factory, if you will, and his, like, foreman or whatever 
um, was a huge video game guy. So he had a Nintendo, but he would just buy games and beat them. And then after he beat them, he'd give them to my grandfather to give to me. Oh, that's so sweet. I Damn. hit a treasure because tre- we only had like if 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 that didn't happen, then yeah, I've got somewhere between five and ten games total. Yeah, yeah. But I ended up with like forty or fifty games or something Dude, like that. Guy, because like, this guy just kept feeding me games, and I'm uh, like, I don't even know what these are. Like, you know. I mean, honestly, <laughs> some of those fucking regular Nintendo games were just didn't make any sense. Yeah. Cubert, that shit was just like snake rattle and roll. It was fucking <laughs> weird, man. Yeah, weird. But some of the biggest, uh, the biggest video game franchises of all time started on Nintendo. Yes. Fucking yeah, which they is did. fucking insane. And <clears throat> some of those games I got from that guy. Yeah, <laughs> damn. It's crazy to think about that now because now people would never do that. People would, they would, they like love to like hoard their collection in a way and as like a display of games and like, even if you beat it and you don't like it, you're like, no, I kind of want to just keep it. Mm -hmm. Plus like, I mean, replay value or like, I mean, especially now with the internet and marketplaces and stuff, people romanticize like the idea that it'll, you know, resell in the future for fucking. That's true too. That's a weird. For a lot more and all that shit. Mm -hmm. I've always thought like there's nothing in the world that's like when it comes to that kind of stuff that's manufactured like millions and millions of copies it's like there's no chance it's going to be worth money anymore I think some physical copies of things you're seeing are worth more now though there there is a desire because everything's yeah. so digital so every, everything's so intangible you have a physical copy of something exactly like a, a physical copy of Super Mario Brothers might not be worth that much because there was so fucking many of them that were made right dude they were like it came with the system exactly damn Exactly. It's like a hundred million copies of it. A shitload. Shitload. Yeah. Probably even more, right? Yeah. I mean, shit, there was like a hundred million E.T. copies, weren't there? <laughs> On Atari <laughs> E.T. stupid like that. In some sort of fucking, <clears throat> like, death burial in the desert. But, but think about this. Uh, Seth, do some math for me. Yeah. So this was, so six, all right. <clears throat> now, I'm not, I don't, so this was 61.9 million units worldwide yeah so that includes europe the the brazilian markets Mm -hmm. japan Mm -hmm. um america and all that stuff so let's just say let's just say north america alone maybe had let's just say half that market okay 30 million yeah 30 million units for 492 dollars today you want to do the math on that yeah three times four 12 <laughs> add a bunch of zeros to it's it got, like a billion dollars fuck? yeah it's almost 15 billion dollars <laughs> half Jesus of that christ no no that's 15 billion for like the north american market just yeah. the market yeah yeah just for this console though just right? for the console never mind yeah. the games nothing yeah. else yeah they were swimming in ca- fucking cash like Scrooge McDuck. Oh, yeah, dude. Or whatever that rich motherfucker was in the DuckTales. Yeah, just Scrooge diving McDuck, in gold. Man. Diving in gold, bro. Yeah, his silo's full of gold. Yeah. <sighs> I remember there's a fucking hilarious family guy where he's like, I've always wanted to do this. And he <laughs> yes. jumps into the pile of gold and he like, breaks his bag. He's like, yeah. breaks everything. It's all bloody. <laughs> and I'm like, that's fucking so true. It's just a fucking pile, a pile of, of money. Metal. metal. Yeah. <laughs> this is not liquid. <laughs> 
It's really hard. <laughs> That's so true. You can't just dive in a thing of coins. It's like no. diving in sand, but way worse. Yeah. Dude, Mario was just jumping into those coins and like right. eating them, yeah. like absorbing them into his body. Where are they <laughs> going? He's yeah. got lead poisoning. <laughs> Should be getting sicker. Right. That'd be oh, a funny man. concept if the more coins you got, you got more points, but then you like lost your health and you slowly started dying. <laughs> right. You just spew out those coins at the end or yeah. you fucking get lead poisoning. Well, that's where the time comes into play. <laughs> oh, fuck. We well, gotta hurry up. Yeah. yeah. Gotta hurry. Imagine the time went down as you got coins. So maybe that was it. Maybe the you were trying to race into the end to get to the castle. So you like, don't get lead grab poisoning. Grab the flag, jump down the flagpole to get mm-hmm. to the castle. To, to puke. Know, to puke. To all purge. Your... Purge all those coins. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Shit's starting to fucking click. Yep. So the Famicom, or the family computer, was designed by Masayuki Umera. Hmm. And initially there was plans for the Famicom to be made as kind of like an advanced 16-bit system. And they were really kind of pushing it. Like, this would be like a, a full computer. We would have a keyboard, a floppy disk drive, like all this like bells and whistles stuff. Damn. Okay. Because if you remember from the previous generation... A lot of those consoles, yeah. um, like the Magnavox Odyssey, the um, fuck man, what was some of the other ones? I don't quite remember, but some of the previous consoles of the first generation or the second generation were really trying to include keyboards. They were trying to make mm-hmm. it more of like a computer than anything else. Yeah. So um, they were trying. They were thinking about doing the same thing for the Famicom or the NES, but then. The Nintendo's president was just like, nah, man, like, this is, we don't need to be doing this, okay? Um, it, it could be a huge turnoff to people who aren't comfortable with technology. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we're like, let's go for a cheaper version, Keep cartridge, cartridge-based, like, console. Very simple. People can wrap their re- head around that. You just take this cartridge, you stick it in, and then you play a game with the controller. That's it. You're not booting things up. You're not like... Yeah. Yeah. You know, instead of doing a full keyboard, you have fucking two buttons. Yeah. You know? So the design specs. So what was remarkable about the NES or the Famicom was like the CPU, the software design tools, all that stuff basically had to be built from the ground up. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, like a lot of this technology just, it existed, but we didn't know how to put it together. Mm -hmm. So all, everything was sort of built from the ground up and they had planned for the original like cart. Do you remember the NES cartridges? What did they look like? NES? (sighs) Yeah. They're like a flat rectangle with this weird little fucking pinchy part where you like have to click it down. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And it had that weird tab thing that was like inserted and then they got like these fucking And then you had the graphic on the front. Graphic yep. on the front. And like I feel like there was some ribs in there. Yes. There yeah. were some ribs. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. And then like it was sheathed in this like little vinyl like Oh, yeah. slider. It was like a black Yeah. a black vinyl thing that would it yeah, was like yeah, a yeah. dust protector probably. Yeah. It had the Nintendo logo on the front. Yeah, yeah. So they originally wanted the cartridges to be the size of a cassette tape. Okay. That was kind of their original thing. But um, because of all the connection pieces to the memory lines and the expansion and all that, Mm -hmm. they ended up with this giant fucking cartridge. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was. It was like a fucking small notepad. Yeah, it was. I mean, what would you say that maybe like six by six? Mm. 
it was six prob- by five. Like maybe if you remember four. what a CD-ROM, the size of a CD-ROM, and the jewel case for a CD-ROM, yeah. it was probably similarly C- sized. CDs. To that. Yeah, I know. CDs. <laughs> ROM. <laughs> CDs. Okay. Um, the controllers. They initially wanted to have an arcade joystick. Oh. That was their first idea. Yeah. Or would have been a bad move. Damn. Yeah. Would have been a fucking stupid. Yeah, yeah. right. It would have been What is dumb. this, an Atari? <laughs> right. What are you, copying yeah. another? Yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing, and I don't know if you, any of you remember this, but the controllers were basically facelifted from what was called a game and watch machine. Hmm. Are you familiar? Fuck no. Game and watch? Yeah. So there was a... Yeah, Seth, type that in. I'm sure you'll probably remember. But basically, it's... Think of like the... Do you remember like the old school handheld games? Before Game Boy. Like very basic... Like the football game and the golf game. Yes. Oh, yeah, Like the basketball game. Those weird games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poker. You could play poker. Remember the poker fucking game? Like weird ones, graphics were extraordinarily crude on the, like a very light LCD screen. Yeah. Everything was black. Yep. Like little black dots and lines. Yeah, and these stuff. were so popular, man. Yeah. Like, there was so yeah. My cousin always had those like, yep. in their car. Yeah. And it was like football, basketball, and it was just like a floating basketball, and yeah. you like get it into. Fuck. Yeah. It was actually entertaining. It was though. crazy because your brain would be able to understand how the game is played yeah. off the most crudest of fucking yeah. like graphics and gameplay. Mm-hmm. So the controller for the Famicom or the NES was basically modeled after this game and watch thing where it basically had your D-pad, your start, select, and A and B buttons. Okay. Now, um, later on after release then they would do they would release that arcade style pad yep you would you remember that what what that was i have one of those you still have one i still have one damn yeah so um it's basically like a big black a big like notepad like eight by six eight by eleven piece of paper Mm -hmm. and it had a joystick it had large buttons on it huge buttons yeah Kind of like an arc. Okay, yeah, it was like basically an like an arcade. Exactly. If, if you notice in uh, Ghostbusters Two, the movie, they use one of those yes. to control <laughs> the Statue of Liberty when they're yes. walking it around New York. What? I forgot about that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. What's <laughs> so ridiculous? Oh man, how did they calibrate that controller? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um. So the NES, it, it had a, so it was, the Famicom was kind of a white and reddish kind of looking system. Mm-hmm. The North American design was more of a gray and black type system. Yeah. Okay. Um, it had two controller ports with an expansion. The CPU was a Ryko 2A03 8-bit processor. And when it was released as a Famicom in Japan, it actually didn't do very well. mm it, the hardware, it, it kept crashing. There was a lot of stuff going on with, um, like, the motherboard and all that. So they did a huge recall. They updated everything, and then they rolled it out again. And after that, it started to gain in popularity and catch fire. Okay. And after that rollout, is what, did they, like, use those updates to adapt for the NES? 
Yes, I don't, exactly. I don't, I don't remember the NES ever having yeah. some kind of recall. It was just no, like yeah. you, they th- they rolled out the NES and it was the NES. Yeah. And that thing was like a solid fucking built sure. thing. Like, yeah. Yeah, the NES was, was released two years after yeah. the Famicom. Yeah. So all those bugs and kinks were already kind of worked out. Mm-hmm. So Famicom comes out. It gets re-released, reissued. It's a hit now. So now Nintendo's like, or the, you know, Nintendo Japan is like, okay, we need to figure out this North American market. This is where the video game crashes is, you know, the media, everybody believes video games are a dying industry in North America. We need to figure out how to get it over there. So they start talking with Atari. In North America. How'd you brainwash all these Americans to think they were <laughs> back in the day? <clears throat> so they were going to try to strike a deal with Atari to bring the console over to North America and, and kind of brand it in a way for, for the North American market. So Atari was going to be kind of like a distribution partner kind or something? Of, yeah. Like, they were doing a collab with Atari. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, is, which says a lot about how wonderful the 7800 was. Yo, yeah. You know, doing. Yeah. So um, they start talking with Atari, and then there's some licensing issue or something that was going on with the Coleco's Atom computer system that the deal kind of was delayed. And then, you know, after it all, the whole thing was taking too fucking long. So Nintendo Japan was like, fuck this. We'll do it ourselves. Mm. And that was kind of when they sort of designed and sort of came out with this concept of doing okay we'll do the nes okay so initially they had sort of restructured the famicom to include which is fucking crazy i don't know why they're trying to fucking make it much bigger and better Mm. but they were like all right well north america we're gonna need a keyboard a cassette data recorder a wireless joystick controller. We're gonna wireless. Need, yeah. We're going to need the second player controller to have a microphone so you can Holy talk shit. through it. Damn. They were trying to make this whole thing like bigger than it needed to be. Yeah. They're fucking dreamers. <laughs> yeah. Fucking A. That's like some futuristic shit. Yeah. And they were going to release it under the name of Nintendo Advanced Video Game <clears throat> System. Okay. But obviously none of that shit fucking happened. Nope. Okay. So... <laughs> Um, <clears throat> fast forward, they get everything in development. They re- decide to release it as Nintendo Entertainment System, not a game system, not a game console. It was just an entertainment system, mm. and they did a limited release on October eighteenth, nineteen eighty-five, um, <clears throat> in some of the bigger market, bigger cities, New York City, and all that. And then eventually, February 90, 1986, they launched it. North America fully uh, at that point. So there were 17 titles that were released when it came out in North America. Mm. All right. You might know some of these. <coughs> Ten Yard Fight. <laughs> no. Baseball. Baseball. I definitely played some of those. Just baseball. Straight, straight up baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Just baseball. <laughs> Clue Clue Land. <laughs> Ooh, I got a or raging claw, claw land. I got a uh, raging clue right now. <laughs> duck hunt, oh, fucking duck yeah, hunt dude. all day, all day. Yeah. Excite bike, definitely, yep. dude. Golf, golf, <laughs> gyromite, Hogan's alley. Yup. 
Mm-hmm. You guys play that? Oh, or? yeah. Another laser gun. No, that was a fun one. one. Ice Climbers. Classic. Classic, yeah. Kung Fu. Kung Fu. Dude, I had that game. Fucking loved it, dude. <laughs> loved Kung it. Fu. Do you remember Kung it. Fu? Oh, no. man. Have you ever seen the movie Bloodsport? No. No? Oh, damn it. Junkwad? <laughs> no. It's 8-bit Bloodsport. 8-bit <laughs> Bloodsport. Yeah. And they play it in that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that when he's in prison, he's got to fight? All the time, or like in some weird underground thing. He's no, I remember fight. that movie. <laughs> and then he, he becomes a pacifist at the end, right? Yeah, yeah. He doesn't fight. Yeah. No, that was one of uh, His later other ones. That was a later Jean Claude movie. Okay. Um, pinball, soccer, stack up tennis, wild gunman, wrecking crew, and the very obscure Super Mario Brothers. Oh Never heard my god. So, <clears throat> yeah. So that it was released in North America with those 17 titles. When it was released in Japan two years or three years earlier, um, they only had like three ports. Okay. Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Jr., and Popeye. Wow. Which is interesting. That's crazy. Okay. Now, let's talk about games. In Japan, they for the life of the system... There was a total of 1,052 games released in Japan. Fucking crazy. I remember in college downloading an emulator ROM set off of like some sort of torrent website and remember seeing that exact number, yeah. 1,052. It's a fucking lot, man. And it was just like every game that you get. And it was like, I don't know, like 400 kilobytes or megabytes like or something some, like that. Right, for in like, total. In yeah, total. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, for yeah. the emulator and all the games that ever yeah. exist, it was like, oh, 400 megabytes. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ. An upload, just like a simple download update for a PS3 or right. 4 game is like 40 gigs. And you're like, mm-hmm. fuck this. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, North America released 739 licensed games. There were six unlicensed games Damn. that were released, but <laughs> okay. uh, yeah. Um, 325 games were released in Europe and the Brazilian markets. Now, best-selling games. What do you think they were? Mario's got to be. Super Mario 3 was probably huge. Super Mario 3 was. That game was sick. I feel like the original Super Mario Brothers has to be. Number one. Num- it has to be. It is. Yeah. 40.2... A uh, million copies. Yeah. Which yeah. is almost the amount of consoles that were it was, sold. It, yeah. it came, like, it came it with came a lot with of the stuff. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Came with and it. that's why. Like, So the first Mario was like him jumping on that flag, right? Yep. On the flagpole. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Going to the castles. You know what's so funny? I only remember the first level and the second level. Because the second level, you go down underground, right? But then the third level was the water level. Was it? I don't yeah. remember. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't think I ever made it through the second level. Oh, dude. As a as yeah. a young wee lad. Yep. It was scary. There's poison ass mushrooms and shit. Like <laughs> honestly, the only way you can find out if that's poisonous when you first played is like, oh shit, is just die. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Well, mm. a lot of these Nintendo games, you didn't really have instructions. You just had to play them, see what happened. Like, yeah. They, people playing video games today they got it so easy mm. everything's just laid out oh press this button to do this talk to this guy right, to there's do a this. tutorial do the, there's tutorials and all this shit nintendo you were just like good okay, luck the game's starting now let me figure it out yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Now, yeah, there's a tutorial like, this is a bad guy. Yeah. Use your sword to slice him. <laughs> Press A repeatedly to slice. Do you slice. understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would do you, you like want to do this again? Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. It's like, what the fuck, man? So, the best-selling Mario, yep, 40.2 million. Second best, Super Mario 3. Yeah. Fucking yeah. 18 million. Sense. One of the greatest games of all time. Greatest yeah. games. Yeah. yeah, man. Super Mario 3. Like, to go from Mario... And then to make the leap to Mario three, yeah, with all those mechanics, mm-hmm. the the new item inventory system, the mm-hmm. mini games, dude. the bosses, the warp, level design, warp whistles, dude, come on, dude. warp whistles. Yeah. You can go behind the game. Yeah, yeah. you can go behind <laughs> yeah. the game yeah. and like run past everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's like fucking inventing the plane and then going to the moon. Yeah. yeah, dude, it was like even just getting the raccoon tail. Yeah. And flying. Shit was my yep. favorite. And then the Tanuki suit, man. Fucking, of course the Tanuki Come suit. Come on. Turn into a statue. Yep. Damn. Damn. So, yeah. Mario 3, 18 million. And then the third one, this was kind of... In, I was... I'm not surprised because I think just by proxy of the title, it made sense that it was num- it was the third best. Duck Hunt? No, Super Mario 2. Wow. But that Super game Mario sucked. 2 so, Okay, so Super Mario 2 doesn't suck. It's just weird and different. And that's because it was supposed to be a different game. Yeah. It was developed as something else, and then they slapped Mario, the Mario characters and shit into that it. It made no sense. That's why you have all these weird, like... Um, Plants and shit. The bird that shoots the eggs at you. Birdo. Yeah, Birdo. And then, like, the mouse guy. And there's a frog guy. Dude, you end the level by climbing into a falcon's mouth? Yeah, dude. It's so weird and so tricky. It's, like, more weird. Yeah, which the original Mario is because you're an Italian plumber who's traveling through pipes and eating mushrooms to go big and shooting fireballs. It's just simulations mixing up and that would yeah. just went right through the cracks yeah. and it just came into our simulation. You're like, this doesn't belong here. Dude, but Mario 2, yeah, probably sold a bunch because of the name. But really though, I think this happens a lot with trilogies I've noticed. It's a very common theme I've noticed in trilogies is you have the first episode of the trilogy. Sure. Then And everybody loves it. Then you do the second episode and it's different. And gets pushed you back. realize people it wasn't get, as people good. People have pushback, so then they go, go to the third one, and then they just do an improved version of the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, all right, now the trilogy is complete. You know? <laughs> <laughs> now you got to. So now you know that you just got to improve one of the first one, and then. But you take a big swing with that second trilogy, like you do something different, and it can be huge. Empire yeah. Strikes Back. You know what uh, I mean? Like you got to balance this stuff out. But yeah. God damn it! Yeah. Can I get another beer? Sure can. Do you want another one of these fucking bonus <laughs> stages, I mean, or do you want to try something else? I'll try something new. Grab bag. Got, Just whatever it is. <clears throat> so, yeah, let me uh, wait for my beer. Okay. Want to try that? Yeah. Ooh, it's a big boy, but guess what? You're you're at, you're at home, baby. Home field advantage, man. I can get <laughs> hammered right yeah, now. Yeah, it's almost a nine percent or that thickened thing. Okay. You could shit on your uh. floor right now. No one would even blink. <laughs> this is your house, baby. So, as Seth was mentioning earlier, there were so many prominent game franchises that spawned from this NES system. It's fucking... It's so incredible Yeah, what came from this fucking console. Mm-hmm. So, we have... Let's see. Nintendo's own Super Mario Brothers, which we've been talking about. 
The Legend of Zelda, Metroid, Capcom's Mega Man franchise, Konami's Castlevania franchise, uh, <clears throat> Square Enix's Dragon Quest franchise, and Square's Final Fantasy Which franchise. Final Fantasy was one of those games that I got from that guy. Yeah. In the first time I played it, I was like, what the fuck is this? Fuck mm. this game. Yeah, like talking like that whole Final Fantasy, like that intro. Again, they don't explain anything. Yeah. They just give you the character select screen and you have to pick four characters. Mm -hmm. The white mage, the black mage, fucking a fighter, uh, like you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Exactly. exactly. And you just start playing. Yeah. <clears throat> but it goes on to become one of the biggest, most iconic video game franchises of all time. Fucking A, yeah. And it was just one of those games that that guy that my grandfather worked for gave me. You know, I didn't know what I was sitting on, but Zelda was also one of those games. Damn. And that game, like right, right off the bat, I was like, oh, this game is fucking awesome. I love this game. I played the shit out of it. Did you ever beat it, the first one? Never beat it. Got close a bunch. Currently? I, ha I haven't played it like in years. Never I haven't gone back it. to it in years. But back in the day, I would, because I became a huge Zelda fan, it's yeah, one of my sure. favorite video games of all time. Um, and But that original one, uh, and then you get the sequel to it, the which is similar. Side-scrolling, like, platformer? Yeah. It, just it, like the, that was it's weird. the Mario that 2. Was it's the one. Mario 2, exactly. It was a completely different fucking thing, but it was, also, it was cool. <sighs> but, You're being nice. Uh, dude, but you—it was a weird ass game. It was weird, but you level up. You get. Did oh, like, you really? Yeah. Oh, so kind of cool. There were different aspects that they brought into that game, and certain things that carry on even to the later Zelda games. But that first one is so iconic, and it basically created the whole feel of Zelda, which would yeah. be just improved upon. In the yeah. years to come, dude, Breath of know? the Wild is fucking sick. Yeah, I fucking love that. Is that game. the the current one? That's yeah. the current one. Yeah. yeah, it's like an open world Zelda game. Yeah, it's so good. Now, did you ever beat the first Zelda? I never even played it. Nope. Wait, I didn't like current like ever. Ever really? Nope. You gotta I've get seen you gotta get that ROM it. and at least just play it for like a little bit. Just walk around. You know, you get the sword at the beginning. It's yeah. super iconic when they give you the sword yeah. right off the bat mm -hmm. and everything. You're just like. Yeah. I've watched people play it like on YouTube and shit. Yeah. yeah. I started with the next one. A link one. to the past. It's yeah. such and that game, I mean, dude, to me, we'll is spend like twenty minutes on oh, that game and then fucking fuck. the next episode. I could I, we could do a whole episode on that <laughs> game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the one and only game that I keep playing over and yeah. over. I can go back to it. I mean that one <clears throat> that that just took that was leaps forward oh, yeah. in and of itself. Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah. So I want to talk about before I dig into peripherals mm -hmm. because Nintendo had a lot of fucking different peripherals. Yeah. So this is the point in time where shit gets very interesting. When NES was released, and for the for the ten years that it had spanned the market, mm -hmm. um, being an active market in North America, this is where game rentals started to take place. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so as the NES grew in popularity, um, there were small video game shops that would be popping up Damn. or movie rental shops that would start including 
a section in their shop for video game rentals. I'm glad you brought that up because we were talking about that before. And I was a little confused and hesitant about it. Yeah. Well, when rental started. When rental started. Uh, yeah. I, I was like, yeah, it had to have been at some point NES. during the NES. Yeah. 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 And I remember that. I remember I remember being like, like, my brother would have like, it was maybe a Nintendo Power magazine or it was something. And it would show, he showed me a picture. He was like, look at this game. This game is called Super or it's called Mike Tyson's punch out <laughs> and Mario is featured as the referee. <laughs> you need to go to the store and rent this game. I was like, Oh yeah, yeah, I got it. Uh, I'll do it. <laughs> you said Zelda, right? I'm fucking four years old at this point. <laughs> I go to the, I go to the rental game shop and I'm just like looking at all the covers. I'm like, Oh fuck, <laughs> he's going to kill me. <laughs> I think I ended up picking up like Mega Man or something. Yeah. 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 She's like, they didn't have it here. <laughs> right. Oh, they totally had it. <laughs> but that was the thing, though, is like you could go to rent a game and they might be out of that game. Yeah. Like they, they might have a couple copies of some of the really popular ones or whatever. But yeah, for yeah. the most part, you only had one or two copies and you'd go in there and you'd be like, fuck, it's rented out. Like yeah. when, and then you'd be asking like, all right, when is it coming back? Right. So I can come back on that go day and get system. it. Go into your system. Let's see yeah. who's, who rented it out. I'm going to yeah. go to their house. I'm yeah. going to go fucking kill them. <laughs> I'm going to get this. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, I get some good stories so about fucking video game rentals when we get to the next gen. Uh, so basically the idea was just like with video cassettes. So the, the rental the rental shops would pay full price for the game and they would just have their own stock their own yeah. catalog of yep. games mm -hmm. and basically the idea was you'd go in and you would rent it for cheaper significantly cheaper than the cost yeah. of the game oh, a yeah. couple bucks couple three bucks. bucks a day i think it used to be yeah. yeah i remember and you would have it for you know a couple of days and then you'd have to return it so um nintendo got wind of this and they actually took a couple of steps to stop the game rentals okay um and they went after actually when they went after blockbuster mm blockbuster video so that was like a, how long has blockbuster been around did you watch that documentary i dude? did but i don't remember i don't remember how early was they it surfaced. that early where it was like regular yeah. nintendo yeah. shit yeah, yeah. but they didn't like, damn over, that was not over time they grew they grew and they were everywhere yeah when i was a kid blockbuster didn't really exist in my town until fucking i was renting games like playstation games and and maybe 64 but i don't even think yeah you yeah. know damn that's crazy okay so <clears throat> they they try to take legal action against Blockbuster Video. Um, so Nintendo claimed that allowing customers to rent games would significantly hurt sales and drive up the cost of games. Uh, eventually, Nintendo would go on to lose the lawsuit, but they did win on a claim of copyright infringement. So Blockbuster was banned from including original copyrighted instruction booklets with its rented game wow do you remember this now yeah you never got the you never got the booklet never it yeah. was a legal thing huh it's a legal i thing. thought it was just like everyone just kept them at their house the first person <laughs> yeah. would just never put it back <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. these motherfuckers like just did no one return the shit back wow so in compliance with the ruling, Blockbuster produced original short instructions, usually in the form of a small booklet or card or a label stuck on the back of the rental box that explained the game's basic premise and the controls. Damn. Yeah. 
I remember this very yeah, clearly. Yeah, I, I didn't realize that it was because of a lawsuit. And I probably didn't even think at the time why they would do something like that. Other than it's just way easier to photocopy or make copies of these original short instructions than it is to get a bunch of copies of the original booklets. Yeah. Because like James said, if you're renting it and then you just keep that booklet, <laughs> it's that simple. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or it gets lost, it gets destroyed, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm a little confused. So so Nintendo won their copyright infringement claims. Yes. But only which, on the instruction manuals, not on, on the actual which games. Which prevented Blockbuster from putting the booklet in the rental. Yeah, yes. but they could make their own short instructions. Which was what Blockbuster did. Yes. yes. Okay, not yeah. Nintendo. Yeah. Right, right. Okay, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. That makes more sense. I thought Nintendo started making short instructions. No, I'm like, no. That sounds like more work and more money for <laughs> Nintendo. They're hurting themselves. Yeah. But okay, yeah. Blockbuster was able to make short and sweet stuff. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Which is interesting because like... If you were to rent a game, let's say like let's say Metroid. Yeah. Do you remember playing Metroid? The original Metroid? Yep. I don't think I ever played the original one, dude. Which is Dude, weird. you're making me really sad. Right I know. Now. I know I played Super Metroid. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes, yeah. My life yeah. is super, dude. Yeah. <laughs> super. <laughs> so Metroid, the very original Metroid, um, would be it was a very broad open world game in the sense like there was a there was tunnel systems there was like you can go up you can go down but it was extraordinarily confusing unless you had a world map Ah, or something like that or you just spent the time to memorize it all yeah yeah when you would rent the game you got that stupid little rental you got that card with the snaps like the okay this is what the whole point of the game is these are the controls Mm mm-hmm it never included any kind of world map or anything like that. Uh, but if you bought Metroid, it actually the booklet actually mm-hmm. had like, okay, this is your world map for the game. This is how you navigate. Like, this is how you know where you are mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because there's no other way to tell you yeah. in the game itself. Yep. Damn. So, so certain games, I'm sure, were more popular. Even like Legend of Zelda, I think had they had a world map screen, right? <sighs> Man, I I don't remember if they had a world map screen, but the, it was but, a it was a large world, and you could skip around. And they didn't and tell go, you where to go. You yeah, just like there was nine dungeons. You just explored, but you could just go. Yeah, you can go in whatever order you wanted to. Yeah, and you had key. Like, man, that game was crazy because you just got keys in your inventory. <laughs> you don't know it, what they're for. It didn't, yeah, no, but you could go into the first dungeon. Get a key, then go into the second dungeon, use that what? that key from the first dungeon in the second dungeon. What? Yeah, keys were just keys. You yeah. just collect keys and you could <laughs> use them in any dungeon. So you could fuck yourself. And confuse if, the shit out of yourself. Oh yeah. And you would run out of keys from this one because you went into the other dungeon and you And used them. And used them. Yeah. Oh fuck. That actually me. Ha- that hurt me in a link to the past. Really? Oh, yeah. 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 So I uh, you would collect those keys to open those doors. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I collected a key and then I left and went to a different dungeon. You can do that? Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. So I always thought in Legend Link to the... Fuck, we shouldn't talk about this. Okay, Super Nintendo. Yeah, we can say Fucking A. Yeah. Damn. What? I didn't know that. Peripherals. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Go to peripherals. Hold on, hold on. Before we go to peripherals, okay, I have something very similar to relate to... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. Um, so we're we're talking about games and different games. Um, so one of my favorite movies of all time, 
Back to the Future. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this was something that was very popular starting around now. With I mean, it even started with Atari, with like E.T., where they're tying sure. movies to video games, and they're just like, in some cases, you'd have a movie that was tied to a video game, and the video game was good. Now, Back to the Future, one of my favorite games. I remember being like in a Kmart. And one of your favorite, favorite movies. movies. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yes. Back to, yeah, Back to the Future, one of my favorite movies of all time. Then and, they came out with the movie after the game, and yeah, I was like, I wait, I was like, what? what the fuck? <laughs> so I'm in, I'm in Kmart. I see like the Back to the Future video game. Like, we have to buy this. It's my favorite movie. Of course. And eventually, I get the game. Yeah. I take it home, and it is a complete piece of shit i can't get pa- i can't get past the first level because there's no like you just you start you start playing the game like you you hit start yeah after the opening screen and then you're marty mcfly i guess and some fucking it doesn't crew. tell you it doesn't, it doesn't tell you it doesn't tell you anything you just the game opens up they just assume that every asshole's watched the movie <laughs> yeah 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 have no, fun exactly <laughs> right. there, there's a little blurb it shows you the like the world map which is it's all linear you're just you yeah. start at this one part you go to the next part and you can see key things from the movie like when he went back in time but they don't explain like, oh, this is what happened, and now he's back in time. It's just like, okay, the first thing you so the you, first level is him in 1955. Yeah, you're in 1955. Okay, oh. and then like there's there's um you're walking down the street and you're walking down the street to get to the um the, the place diner? Where you, the diner. Yeah, that's the first place. Then after you get to the diner, you go to the school. Then after the school, you go to Doc's Lair. No, you know, didn't even get there. You don't even get there. There's only like five levels. There's what? There's only like five <laughs> levels in the whole thing. And um, so after you get to the school, then you go to the dance. Yep. And yeah. And after the dance, you go to the clock tower, oh. and then that's the game. But in between, when you're walking on the roads, it's the same thing over and over again, and they don't tell like like the, enemies. So. It's not a side scroller. It's an up scroller, like so, Paperboy. So you're just you're you, you're going. You can't and you can't stop moving. Yeah. So like the enemies are coming at you as you, you're dodging you're, them. So oh, you're dodging them. You're you're dodging them. So there's like bees that fly out. So there's stuff that doesn't even have to do with the movie at all. There's bees. There's, there's bees. There's, right. there's, there's bees. I can just doing a bunch of coke. Be like let's add some fucking bees. <laughs> yeah. There's like everyone the, hates bees. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> there's these big jack dudes. There's girls in hula hoops. There's that g- hurt you. Yeah. There's guys carrying window paint. Like you know the classic. Like Dude, this two is guys paperboy. Ca- this is fucking paperboy. Yeah. Exactly. Before but they it, ripped paperboy. Yes. But it's Back to the Future though. Oh my god. So you can you can jump on a skateboard and then that skate you go faster. So mm. you ha- so it's. Are you normally walking? You're normally walking. Okay. But if you find a skateboard, you. You just walk over that skateboard. Now you're riding a skateboard. Yeah. You go faster. And you go faster, which makes it harder, but also you get through the levels quicker. And then you can pick up bowling balls, <laughs> which have nothing fucking to do with Back to the Future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're th- it, once you pick up one bowling ball, now you can shoot bowling balls at the enemies. <sighs> So you have unlimited, unlimited bowling balls. You have unlimited bowling balls that you're just <laughs> shooting. <laughs> <at the laughs> but if but if you get hit, which it's very easy to get hit because there's trash cans that are in your way, there's all these enemies that are coming at you. Um, then you lose your skateboard, you lose your bowling balls, and then you respawn. Uh, the only cool thing I think is that at the bottom of the screen they have the photo from the movie. Yeah, like where you know he um, starts to be erased. He, and as time goes on the photo starts to be erased 
So you can't dawdle. You have to like. You can't dawdle, but throughout the level, you can collect little clocks, and it adds to your time, mm. so that the photo stops erasing. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's but, a cool concept. But that's the only cool thing about the game because when you're walking on those streets, it's literally the same thing over and over again. Then once you get to the diner, it's the same streets over, but just in a different color. It's all this, <laughs> but it's all the same Let's enemies. Let's render in it's a different all, color. No, exactly. That's all it was. Right. So I li- before this episode of the podcast, I played this game for about 15 minutes and got. Uh, I, I beat the dance. That was the last thing I did. So you almost got to the end. I almost got to the end of the freaking game. 15 minutes. But the only thing that saved me was because on the emulator I was playing it on, I could hold the left trigger. To it, rewind? To rewind. Oh, uh, that's why. And so it, if you die, you can be like, nope. Yeah. And come back to and life? You, yes, exactly. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. You can do that shit? <laughs> Some emulators, yeah. Yeah, so with the fuck emulator, yeah, I can, I can Fall rewind. Fall off a cliff, rewind. Oop, but when fuck. I was a kid, though, like, there's no instructions to this game. You literally, you're just playing it, and then you have to figure out, oh, jump is this button. Um, I, I can move left, right, up, and down, but I'm just constantly scrolling on the screen. But the game's fucking hard. Like, if I didn't have that rewind button, because I would just, an enemy would hit me, I'd just rewind, and then I'd dodge that enemy. Okay, yeah. yeah that's what made it so easy. Dude, I want to have, like, a brand new baller game for, like, PS5 or 4 or whatever is out now. With a rewind? With a rewind. <laughs> That'd be sick. Like, nope, fuck that. And, exactly. like, just start crushing. Because, dude, when I play video games, I'm not trying to do anything but just have fun. Yeah. I'm an old ass man. Of course, I ain't got no yeah, time to shit yeah, about be like, sad yeah, yeah. And, and scared and shit on zombies. <laughs> like, nope, rewind. I'm like, all right, let's keep going. <laughs> yeah, fuck, that's yeah. cool. I didn't know that could even exist in video <clears throat> games. Oh, it's fucking, fucking wild, rewind. dude. Yeah, yeah. So I just relived a little bit of my childhood, um, in in like you know, uh, shit all over my childhood because <laughs> I had that rewind button. <laughs> There's quite a few NES games that. I look back now in pure nostalgia and I'm like, man, those, some of these games gave me some of the, like the best laughs, the mm-hmm. the best adventures, the most fun. And then I'd go back and play them now as an adult. Yeah. Disappointed. Hugely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hugely. man. And, and there's something to just be said of just like, let it just let, let it, it be. be. Yeah. Some of those mm-hmm. original PS1 games blew my mind as a yeah. kid. Blew yeah. my mind. Yeah. I go back to them now and it's a joke. Yeah. Yeah. Joke. But some of them fucking hold up. Like, oh, some like, sure. like Mario, sure. you can go back and play Mario and yeah. be like, yeah. There's this- something about those Mario Nintendo games. They like they got the color palette right. Mm-hmm. And it's like just a smooth background with like a very smooth like it doesn't look like it's bitty at all, you know. Like it doesn't look like pixelated. It's mm-hmm. like all one color and smooth. Like Mario, like even just like like Mario Brothers Three is such a smooth fucking game yeah. that you like can't. I might go play that after this, dude. Yeah. It's such a solid game. Yeah. All right, so <clears throat> we're getting into peripherals now, right? Oh, oh no, you don't have. You, this isn't your system, so we don't have yeah. much. I don't know shit about this system. <clears throat> yeah, all yeah, I know yeah, okay. is motherfucking Duck Duck Hunt. Hogan's Alley. Duck Hunt was fun. Duck Hunt was like... Which, talking peripherals. Yeah. Dude, all I wanted to do as a kid was play Duck Hunt. I didn't have the system. I was like, dude, I heard that gun game, and I was just like... There was a gun that you could shoot at at the screen. How does it even work? How does that magic work? It's fucking magic, dude. That Japanese black witch magic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, knows. It knows. Yeah. There was... When I came back from... Uh, when I came back from boot camp from the Marine Corps, I think Jermaine had that. Like, 
in his apartment on the hmm, do you remember that apartment second ave maybe oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah so he had it on there for whatever reason duck I hunt yeah i don't fucking know why <laughs> and um so duck hunt had two different game modes you you could yeah. shoot at the birds yep and hunt ducks yeah or you had clay pigeons. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yep. Clay yeah. pigeons. I think, honestly, I think I played the clay pigeon one more than I played I did, the duck yeah, one. Yeah, me too. Yeah. A lot more fun. Really? Yeah. And um, I was playing the clay pigeons, and it was actually pretty fucking easy. Mm-hmm. Once you understand how to shoot a gun. Exactly. And like yeah. just aim mm-hmm. using your front sight and your rear sights yeah. and like lining everything up, it was like, okay. Shooting well. real clay pigeons? Or the game's clay pigeons. In the pigeons. game. The game clay pigeons. Dude, honestly, shooting well, real, clay, real pigeons, clay pigeons are super the easy. It's yeah. the same, yeah. It's yeah. super fucking yeah. easy. You kind of just shoot in its general direction, and one <laughs> of those things will shatter it. And you're like, oh, fuck, okay. I get yeah. it. Yeah, you yeah. always win. Yeah. That's why it's fun. Yeah. But I resetted the score on the clay pigeon game. Nice. What's nice. that mean? You did so good you, that it went back to zero? Yeah. yeah. Like yeah, I went yeah. to, it was like, you know, 9,999 points. Damn. Yeah. Like, oh, what does that mean? Did I break the game? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, fucking yeah. grandma's boy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that means. What does that mean? <laughs> High score. Is it what broken? Are, is it broken or something? <laughs> dude, grandma's boy. If you haven't watched it recently, it still holds up and oh, it's a dude. lot of fun. What did yeah. I watch? I watched Anchorman recently. Ooh. What a fucking hilarious, hilarious. movie that is. It's oh, yeah. so ridiculous. Yep. Everything about it I fucking love. Everything. It's a it's a pure gem. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. And he has peripherals. So there's a couple things that were released with this system um, that I wanted to go over with you about. So <clears throat> let's start with number one, the NES Advantage. Just from the name, do you know what I'm talking about? Fuck no. Yeah. Yeah. NES Advantage. No. So it was the big square controller with the joystick, the arcade style. That's what it was called. Okay. Okay. Which is also the name of a great band that does covers of old school video game music in the math rock style. Very fucking cool. What's math rock style? Um. Unique time signatures. Yeah. yeah. And it's just going to sim. Like da na 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 na. I'll, I'll play you some advantage after. Have you heard of Power Glove? Don't they play like Mario and shit? And like, yeah, Power Gloves. A di- they're a different style. Okay, but, okay, yeah. Wait, was that a peripheral for NES? The Power Glove? Yeah, yeah. What the fuck is a fuck, peripheral? That's not on my list. It's so bad. What's a peripheral? I don't know what that means. So it's something. Uh, it's something that you attach to the game. To, to play it in a different okay, way. Okay. Yeah. So like the light gun is like a Mario Paint with all those fucking yeah. mouses yes. and yeah, shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Wait, was that NES too? No, no, no. That was Fuck NES. No. That's, okay. that's NES. Yeah. We're gonna get but into you that shit. The power glove on your list, dude. dude I, I thought that was gonna be like the last one, and you're like, I and guess what? Listen, the man. Power glove. Wait, do you know? I was, I was talking about power glove, the band. No, but Power Glove was a peripheral. Yeah. It was a literal glove that oh, okay. you put on your hand. It was crazy. And what? It had buttons, and you would what? you could so you could play games with with the glove. Like you could move like it was left. featured in a movie. Damn, I didn't know the Wizard. Yeah, I never seen the Wizard. Oh man! Oh my okay. god! Okay! Oh my god! The Wizard. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, man! Watch that movie. Get the Power Glove. Or watch it tonight. <laughs> yeah, buy the Power Glove. Buy, yeah. buy it. <laughs> All right. So you'll have to walk through the Power Glove at the end. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think I just did. Yeah, you kind of did. You put your dick in something, and there's buttons. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
okay, so the NES Zapper yeah. was the name of the light gun. Okay. Okay. Which official NES light gun came in both gray and an orange color variation. Yes. Orange. It was orange. I don't yeah, remember the I, orange so one. So I think I had an orange one, but my neighbor had the gray one. Is it not red? I thought it was. It's gray you're, and you're, a little you're red. Colorblind, dude. I am colorblind. Yeah, yeah, it was orange. It looks like red to me. It's orange. Fuck yeah. me, man. <laughs> okay. Um, the four score. Do you remember the that four years score. ago? No. So it allowed four player games. It, it it allows for four player gameplay on games that supported it. So you oh. could plug in additional NES controllers Whoa. into the port, so you could yeah. do a four player game. Like yeah. what had four players on it? Like maybe Ninja Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, or shit. I don't know. That's Damn, a good four players. Yeah, that's pretty sick. Um, the NES satellite, which was a, it was again, it was similar to the the four score, um, but. It was. It also allowed wireless capabilities. Damn! So you wireless? could sit up. You could sit up to twenty feet away uh, from the Nintendo console with the NES satellite. Dude, you must have been like super rich kids to have that kind yeah. of shit. Yo, man. Wait, yeah, wait. So y- there was like basically wireless controllers. Yeah. yeah. My eyes are twitching just thinking about that shit. Yeah. It must have been in the later developmental years. Dude, yeah. We didn't have wireless controllers until PlayStation Three. Yeah. Actually, that's a good point. Yeah. It's like fucking four generations know, later, dude. I know, I know. What the fuck? The power pad? You know the power pad. The power pad? I think I had a power pad. Well, what, do you remember what it was? It is the thing that you throw on the ground so yep. that you could play at the track and field game. Exactly. Yeah. It was like a DDR, like Dance Dance Revolution pad. What the that fuck? That you would put on the ground, you would plug it in, yep. and it had these, like, these blue and red circles, mm-hmm. and... Um, it was specifically designed for involving like foot motions. Yeah. So you could play games like um, world class track meet, track and field events, and the uh, like, like hundred meter dash, like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dude, Nintendo were they were ahead of their fucking Hell time. Fucking, yeah, they were. They always have been, dude. Always yeah. have those been. Wiimotes and shit. Yep. Um, Rob, the robotic operating buddy. So what? That's I, this I little s- weird little gray robot thing. What did he do? Because I, I saw this like on TV and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. I did remember seeing a commercial seeing on that. Guy? Fuck yeah. Now that you said that commercial, yeah, yeah. I saw that dude on TV. But what the I fuck? never saw it in person, I don't think. Maybe at Didn't the, even explain what he did. He was maybe like, at I'm the Rob, store. Man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so <clears throat> the robotic operated operating buddy or Rob could be a substitute for a second player. That's crazy, dude. What? In That's certain games. In very certain of games. Of course, of course. Yeah. yeah. Uh, games like Stack Up and Gyromite. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was not a popular accessory. It didn't no. fucking last long. Yeah. Because uh, it probably, yeah. it it probably cost too much and it fuck. sucked. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Uh-huh. Right. So you basically plugged him into the Nintendo and he'd be like your two-player co-op guy? Exactly. Yeah. That's for fucking kids with no friends. Yeah. It's the saddest <laughs> thing ever. <laughs> like my son was talking to an imaginary friend for like five years. I'll just buy him that Rob thing. Was that the same robot from the Sunny Christmas movie? Or if, was that a different thing? If it was, a different toy? If it wasn't, it was very similar. Okay. It was very similar. Yeah. Yo, how much do you think that thing's worth nowadays? That's gotta be crazy. You think it's like super rare and popular? How much did maybe, it? Maybe it might be worth. You could probably buy that right now retail for like a couple hundred bucks, maybe maybe a grand. No, it's gotta be cheaper than that. I bet you can. How big was it? Was he like a dude, like a full size? Yeah, uh, he was like 
Um, the size of a dog? Or like the size of that fucking fan thing you have in that window? Yeah, something like that. So it was like maybe big. like 18 like, inches like to 20? 12 inches tall. Kind of. That's yeah. small. That's like this big. Yeah, it wasn't. So depending on the condition. Hey man, don't call my dick small. <laughs> it's like only this big. What do you got, 12 inches? That's it? Damn, bro. You're tiny <laughs> as hell. <laughs> so depending on the condition um, and like what original boxes and shit like that yeah, that yeah. you have, you can get a Rob for 250 bucks on eBay. Damn, that's cheap as fuck. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, how much did it go for? Originally, I don't know. Oh, okay, Seth, you QC that while I talk about this last peripheral. <clears throat> okay, this is one of my favorite add-ons to the NES console. One of my all-time fucking favorites. I had so much goddamn fun with this. Damn, I want to think what it is. It doesn't matter. I haven't never had it. Was it the case <laughs> that carried the games? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Ro- Rob the Robot was originally forty nine ninety nine in nineteen eighty five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was probably it was probably expensive. Yeah. <clears throat> so my favorite peripheral of all time that came and and this is this goes for any was game it a helmet console? No. Oh, okay. It was something that you plugged the cartridge into, and then that thing plugged into the game console itself. Are we talking about Game Genie? We fucking are. Holy shit. Do you remember Game Genie? I fucking had one of those motherfuckers. I remember Game Sharks. Similar idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, yep. Yeah. So Game Genie was a device made by Galoob. That allowed players to hack their games, much like a Game Shark or an action replay. Um, models were made for the NES, NES, and original Game Boy, and they were also made for the Sega Genesis and Game Gear. Um, so basically, the Game Gear was it, it was fucking crazy. You would get this; it was this device. You'd plug the game into the Game Genie, and then the Game Genie would plug into the NES. Mm-hmm. And it came with this booklet, this fucking thick-ass booklet <laughs> that had codes that would be like letters and numbers, and I don't know how many digits long or how many like characters long, but like you would, it would be these extensive codes that you would type in to the Game Genie, and it would have every game you know listed. Damn that could be hacked with the game genie and it would give you an idea of like okay this code gives you infinite lives this code <sighs> makes you invincible this code like changes the color palette or scheme this one gives you all the weapons yeah dude i wish i had that it's it so was sick. i never had those things fucking groundbreaking yeah. parents never let me cheat bro. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah man it was like you could do an, a magazine subscription that would allow you access to more codes before, you know, this was all before the internet, of, of course. Of course, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, one of my favorite peripherals, you could rent that at a rental store, a rental shop. You could shop. rent, you a, could game rent shark? a Game Genie? Damn. We rented one, yeah. 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 Damn. I had one. I fucking I remember had one, going man. to Shaw's and there'd be that big magazine fucking wall and they'd have CC cheat or CC cheat codes or yep. some sort of yeah, cheat yeah. code magazines yep. and I'd always like open them up and like try to memorize yeah, some yeah. of them before I left yeah. I'm like oh is my game in here oh fuck it's in here I'm like what do I got like god I think it was like Grand Theft Auto or some shit like and, one or two dude and that's the thing like 
and we'll talk about this in future episodes, but dude, before the internet, man, you really had, you didn't have many options. You couldn't just there like- There was a reasonable market that you could make money with video game cheat codes. Yeah, and, yeah. absolutely. And, right. and I, I mean, I said this before, but like, I used to call Seth up all the time on my fucking landline phone. <laughs> up, down, yep, okay, and what is And ask it? him, like, hey man, how do I get these chests in the Shinra building in Final Fantasy VII? He's like, all right, are you sitting down? Listen. <laughs> Dude, he would, he yeah. would. He'd be like, oh, that's easy. Yeah, you just gotta do this, you gotta go that, oh, you gotta go into the vents and you gotta come back down. Oh yeah, so you're gonna see this guy, but don't kill him, you're gonna go past him. <laughs> I just had it in your fucking, fucking steel trap. Yeah. 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 So, um, but in the Nintendo era, what was cool about this is you could get a job as a guy who would provide help and tips and tricks. Tips uh, and tricks. That uh, was the magazine I was fucking... Is that the, is that, fuck yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, you could get a job as a person. I should yeah, say yeah, guy. Yeah. As a person who you could call as a kid. A kid would call you. And you would have this thick binder and be like, how do I get past this level? And he would open up his binder. Okay, what game are you playing? Oh, yeah. Okay, Castlevania. What level are you on? Where are you stuck at? Okay. Okay. Yep. So this is what you're going to do. What? And there was a step-by-step like guidebook, strategy guide that the that you as the, the person who's getting paid to do this would walk this person through that level. Damn. Yeah. Crazy. That would be kind of fun. Be fucking awesome. Yeah. That'd be kind of Imagine fun. Imagine if that was your job, dude. <laughs> dude. Like, what do you do? Like, oh, I help fucking kids win games, yeah. bro. <laughs> I guide children to victory. Yeah. Yes, yeah. man. <laughs> that must have been funny shit. So Especially good. if you're into video games. Yeah. Imagine if you were like a crazy video game nerd and you didn't even need that binder. Be like, all right, what game are you playing? Yeah. Well, oh, I'm I, sure some of them like, right? didn't, you yeah. know? And they're like, oh, I know that shit. Yeah, it's fucking yeah. sucks. All right, here, listen, this is what you got to do. Yeah. yeah. You're just like that one dude in town who just knows all the games, but yeah. now you made a business out mm-hmm. of it. That's fucking brilliant. Yeah. So while we're talking about codes and help, I sure. think we should just bring up um, the most famous cheat code in all of video games. Is it? It's the most famous? It's definitely the most yep. famous. Without question. Like, it's got to be like... It's the Konami code, okay? Konami code. You gotta explain that shit, because I don't know any of that. Okay, so the Konami code originated... So Konami is a video game developer, and the first use of the code was in the Nintendo Entertainment System game Gradius. Gradius. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. So um, during the gameplay, you would enter the code up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, (laughs) B-A... And then your ship would get power-ups. Okay. And would get, like, you'd get, like, all the fucking power-ups, and now you're just, like... You know, yeah. Because Gradius was one of those games where you're a ship, and you're going through... You're flying through the level from the uh, from the bottom to the top of the screen, and then you'd collect different power-ups, and you'd be shooting different missiles at the different enemies that you're fucking facing mm-hmm. against. So another, another obviously, very... Uh, probably the most... Um, popular example from nes is contra so the konami code is also known as the contra code and it's the same exact thing except at the end you would press start so it'd be up up down down left right left right ba start Hmm. and then you get 30 extra lives and contra was known as being one of the most uh, like 
fun games for the Nintendo, but also one of the hardest games for the Nintendo. So many people to beat the game would need to enter that code to get the 30 lives to actually be able to beat it. Damn. Can you, yeah. can you re-enter that code? Or is that like in the beginning of the game, like the start screen? Or like you could do that code like in the middle of the game and get another 30? It was on the, on the title screen. You'd have to enter okay, that code. Okay, okay, yeah. <clears throat> and And then the Konami code went on to be used in games on other systems throughout the years. And it'd be the same code? It would be the same code or there'd be slight variations like with newer games where they had different controllers. Like yeah. if you were doing like PlayStation or something where you had O's and X's, it would be the same beginning sequence on the D-pad and then you'd have your X and your O taking the place of the, the A and the B buttons. Damn. So what is like up, down? Up, 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 down, 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 left, right, left, right, B, A. Okay. And then sometimes there'd be a start at the end of yeah. that as well. Yeah. Konami code. The Konami code. Yeah, man. Game Genie was like, Bees I miss knees. that. I miss it. I miss those times. Do they even have cheat codes in games these days? Totally, dude. Yeah? You think? I don't yeah, think. Like where you can do like up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. I feel like that shit doesn't exist much anymore. In like those fucking new. Maybe Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, maybe Grand Theft Auto. Well, Grand Theft Auto Five, yeah, probably. Right? But Grand Theft Auto Five came out like fucking fifteen years ago. Yeah, that's true. Where it's w- crazy. When, when we get to whatever the most recent gen is in like ten episodes or something, yeah, we'll see what we'll modern codes up. are. But yeah. yeah, codes were definitely happening through PS3. Yeah. All dude, I mean Grand Theft Auto was where it's at for cheat codes. I remember the tank code yeah. for yeah, a long yeah. time. Get that yeah. tank. Giant just, tank would just, just fall out of fall the sky. Out of yeah. the sky. <laughs> Crush a car. And yeah. if I remember correctly, that like those GTA codes, like the original ones, were pretty close they to had a Konami or based feel. off of the Konami code. They had a definitely. Konami feel. Yeah. 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 All like dude, there was an ultimate one it was like you were like invincible, all weapons, unlimited ammo, like all the cool shit. I was like, your wanted stars go back to zero. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was clutch. Lose Dude, the that, heat. That's like your classic god mode code. Yeah, yeah, yeah god yeah. mode code. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. But that's for another day. I digress. <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> all right. So wrapping this up. So. Um, I mean, dude, NES was huge. Yeah. There's, there's no question about it. It was fucking. It dominated. The, the third generation of video game consoles, the Sega Master System, the Atari 7800, fucking did not touch it. Yeah. Like, I mean, at least from our North American standpoint. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so it was, and these are, these are sort of outdated statistics in a sense, but by June 1989, uh, Nintendo... Um, it was said that the Famicom was present in 37% of Japanese households, and by 1990, 30% of American households owned the NES. Damn. That's fucking one in three, dude. Yeah. Owned a fucking NES. So yeah. I don't think there's a video game system in the past. I don't. I wonder if any, any other system came that close to being NES SNES maybe maybe well, well yeah we'll see when Not we get there it. but man that one in three statistics huge. that's that's fucking huge I mean <clears throat> Wii was I remember Wii being crazy it was big Wii there was, was a lot huge. of hype but man one in three we'll though, have to wait and see one in three yeah that, that's going to be very yeah. interesting to see what the best selling console of all time was Ooh. so August 14th 1995 Nintendo discontinued the Nintendo Entertainment System in both North America and Europe, and the Famicom 
was originally discontinued September 2003. However, Nintendo offered repair services for the Famicom in Japan until 2007. Repairs? <laughs> Fucking yeah. crazy. Imagine dude. being that. Who's the last dude to get his shit fixed? <laughs> right. Yeah. right. Like, you're the last one, man. <laughs> we haven't got a call in weeks. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. There. I think there's still definitely like boutique places where you can go and get a system rehabbed or like yeah, online yeah, yeah. you can find for sure but like official like nintendo licensed repair yeah. facilities right. like, imagine just being like a kid like in 2005 and like fuck this nes broke and then your dad's like just send it back to the company they'll fix it and you're like bro yeah she came out 20 years ago no yeah. fucking way and he's like just send it in and yeah. it, it comes back fixed like right this is some fucking solid customer support <laughs> nintendo's guy yeah. still insane. fixing regular nintendo's so here we are the end the third generation of video games and this is where the 8-bit console becomes obsolete in graphics processing power this is when we start to enter the fourth generation of the 16-bit era. That's two times the bits, dude. Double oh the bits. God. Double those bits, son. Double Put it in my face. Double those bits and right in my face. That's what I want. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, that is going to be another big one. I know I, I would have to say probably for all of us, it will be the, one of the most nostalgic. For sure. Fuck yes. This periods. is my video game time because this is when I was like, had the time to play video games. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. after this, I was like starting to go into sports and doing shit. I didn't have time as much to play like PlayStation 2, 3, all that. This is like my shit. This is when I had. Dude, you're missing fifth gen. Oh. Gen, gen four and gen five are are going to be the 64. heavy, the, the oh, heavy yeah, yeah. PlayStation. Oh, I forgot about that. Those are the heaviest hitters, Gen 4 and Gen 5, as far as For like us. Yeah, our yeah. age range Four or five. and having the free time to play the video yep. games and being immersed in that culture. That's like... Did PS1 and 64 come out together? Or no? Um, um, no, but they're, they were in the same gen. Okay, they were the same they're gen? They were the same gen, yeah. 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 Okay. What about Xbox? Was that two, three? I don't remember. Xbox and PS2, I think, were competitors, yeah. right? Yeah, okay. So, uh, Dreamcast. Dreamcast. And Dreamcast. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. It was Sega's answer. Yeah. Sega. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> previews coming up, but you Get guys got anything left it. on Gen 3? All I got to say is I used to call that shit regular Nintendo. Oh, fucking regular Nintendo. Regular yeah, no, Nintendo. Right. Regular, you would, yeah, you would have to add the regular. But regular didn't come out until you had Super. Super. Yeah, yeah. So then NES became known as regular Nintendo. Regular. Fucking regular yeah. Nintendo. Playing regular Are, Nintendo. Is that regular James over there? Because we got Super James now. Regular James can go fucking pound sand over it by himself. Oh, yeah. God damn it. So oh. in the next one, we're getting Super. Super, ladies and gentlemen. I fuck, are you guys ready for some super shit? Because it's going to about to happen. God All damn. right. All right.
outro. Get after it, bitches. Nostalgia milk. Yep. It's delicious. Tastes so good once it touches your lips. You can't get enough. You just want more. Guys, the power glove. I Come fucking. On. I'm really sad. I fucking. I mean, it was a half-assed fucking research commitment. I'm but I shouldn't one. have left that out. I'm Imme- sorry. Immediately after this episode, you need to listen to Cutsman by Horse the Band, mm. and then go watch The Wizard. That's your <laughs> watch homework the wizard. assignment. Watch The Wizard. Watch The Wizard. <laughs> I have no idea what that shit is oh, at all. Yeah. Not even a single premise. I'm oh. assuming there's some sort of warlock in it. Oh, not even close. <laughs> no? Not even close. It's okay. Next next generation, I get to talk about <laughs> Surf Ninjas and then in the Sega Game oh, Gear. Oh, fuck, dude. Surf Ninjas. Yeah. That Ninja Turtles or something? No, it's like a Three Ninjas knockoff. Oh, okay, okay. Damn, damn. But they're from California. <laughs> uh, Man, fucking the Wizard with an all-star fucking cast, dude. Really? Fred Savage. Yeah, I remember Bo that. Bridges, Christian Slater, what? and Tobey Maguire's uncredited film debut. What? Yeah, exactly. Damn. The Wizard. The wizard, dude. What is it even about? I don't even know. What's this? What? Yeah. What's the premise? Not to mention a young Jenny Lewis. Damn. I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. <laughs> if you guys don't know Jenny Lewis, you got to go check out her music because it's very good. Started off as an actress, now she's a musician. Blah blah blah. Okay. Yeah, Does she sing that whole like? I'm a genie in a bottle. <laughs> call me back. Come, come, I'm toxic. Come. I'm a ga- I'm a game come, genie come, in a bottle. Come. Game genie in a bottle, baby. I'm a game genie in a bottle, baby. Come crack, hack, 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 hack my crack. system. I did not crack know that this was going to get to where we are right now. Okay, all right. I'll give Brilliant. you all my cheat codes, baby. Come, come. Mm. Uh, all right, those delicious cheat codes. So uh, the only bit of QC that I have for this episode, and I'm sure there's a bunch, but we're only doing one. And the one that we are doing was Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes, Did he appear yes. on the Master System? Uh, not originally. He originally appeared on the Sega Genesis, which we'll be co- we'll be covering in the next video game episode. We do Gen Four consoles. Yes, fucking can't wait. Yep. You guys better tune into that shit because it's be sick. So, you guys got any bits of QC or tidbits that you'd like to uh, talk about in this outro? Listen, man, we're in charge. We are in charge. So it doesn't fucking matter. All and right. you know what? I say, I ain't got shit. We're the bosses of our own fucking company, son. Yeah. James, what do, we, what are they going to do? I'll feed those baby birds. Those baby birds got to listen <laughs> oh, gotta, to this gotta, podcast. Gotta, gotta regurgitate, puke up a little bit. Here right, we go. Check it out. Check it out. <laughs> Big shout out to all you motherfucking listeners out there. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. That's all, folks. Thank you for listening to this podcast and keep on going. See you later. Bye. Goodbye. Sausage candles.